Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And this is Side Note podcast where every episode we chat about life and what's stumping us right now. And then we research and splice in all the science and mind-blowing shiznit throughout so you are entertained while simultaneously learning. This week's episode is all about pets. Greg and Mitch have some cute and kind of weird animal stories, including a horrifying incident with Mitch and a horse. We then jump right into the debate where Greg has some mixed feelings about life with a dog. Side notes this week are narrated by me, Rachel. Let's get right into it. Mitchie, how's your back? It's broken. Mitchie hurt his. <laughs> you have back problems. It sucks. Yeah, I have chronic back problems. It really sucks. I've had. It's it like f- the worst thing. Yeah, it's fully debilitating, and I remember almost the first time I've had this same problem like almost since I've known you I remember studying in university on campus and just having a back spasm in the same spot I have this problem to now and it just like randomly in what a kinesiology class or something no we were just studying like we we weren't in class we were just like oh. on campus studying for Me? an exam I was right there be- yeah yeah oh right before an exam and um I just remember having my back spasm and like it was the first time that muscle ever did that and ever since like every so often maybe it's once a year maybe it's, it's once every three years now more recently in my life it's been more frequent it'll just like freak out spasm and I, I'll be like I can't really function physically properly for like a week or two and it's so annoying because right now you're in the early stage of like getting the pain where it's kind of like when's it gonna happen we're gonna fully throw your back out and then all your plans are ruined like we're supposed to go to a cottage with our friends so annoying because sometimes it'll happen if i like move the wrong way and then it'll it'll twitch and it'll go out and that like makes more sense but this time it like kind of gradually started building up like a few days before i felt the most pain it was like nothing really specifically triggered it except for maybe being on a mattress that was not my own that was kind of like harder than normal harder than harder and something else that's going to tie into today's story should we just like bring up story time we can mention it okay okay, okay. Mm, it's story time (gasps) story time story time time. oh my god it's so bad i love just like messing with you because i know you like like love singing and having a good voice i'm like i'm gonna make it off. where's your note (laughs) find the note i like when my notes Um, are actually okay okay Story time today is all about pets because we got a puppy. We have a new dog. And I'm going to quickly mention to tie it into my back 
that I've been picking it up so much. Oh my gosh, And it's yes. been growing so fast that I actually think that has led yeah. to a weakness in my back that then with the combination of a crappy bed might have just like triggered something. I totally agree. My back is like, I don't have back problems. And sometimes I'm like, my back hurts because I'm always like, Ernie, come up here. I want to make up. Ah! Let them be tongue each other. We so just I don't, make I don't, out. Oh, Greg, uh, this was a rule. Before me and Greg got a dog, the rule, Greg used to make weird sex jokes about dogs. Yeah, you can defend yourself. Well, you we want, have but... a recent ASAP Science video about bestiality viral. Oh, when viral people are into bestiality. I guess they were jokes, but I made a rule that if we were going to get a dog, no, the rule was actually if you ever want to have kids, then you can have to stop making sex okay, jokes. Okay, and then also, dogs. the no, the and rule. And if ugh. we get a dog, you can never make those jokes in front of or any time in your life. Uh, so period. this is a making out with our dog, which you do too. That's different than sexually having Gregory, sex with I the dog. I don't make out with our dog. I just. You are like, always like kisses, tongue, tongue, tongue. <laughs> that is, I don't know what making You're out is to you. You're messed in the head. Okay. Anyways, my point was that the rule was that I wouldn't make any more jokes about having sex with dogs if you didn't make any more jokes about not wanting kids. But you still say you don't want kids. Yeah, but Different those aren't jokes. Episode. I know. We have to break up. <laughs> it's really actually it's dark. It's dark. But like we need to figure out. I want kids. Uh, how many I times wanna be in a, this podcast? I'm a Neil Patrick like Harris gay. Okay, deal with it. I want kids. Oh wow! I'm just I kidding. I don't. I'm not that. Um. So, but, <laughs> like, let's talk about the day we got Ernie because I remember you were like kind of scared and freaking out. And I feel like you had a perspective on getting a puppy that I didn't hadn't really thought of it until it happened, which was like, you hadn't thought of that. No, I guess I had, but I've grown up with dogs, so it to me it's like such a cute, beautiful thing. So. Greg's perspective was like, you know, you're literally stealing it from its mother when it's like a young little thing, which is totally true. But I never really like I, I when I got dogs when I was younger, I wasn't old enough to really comprehend that that was. Would you happened. go with your parents to steal said dog from mother or did they bring no, the puppy they brought home? Them home? Yeah, smart. But also, I don't know that. I think a lot of people, including people who are old and mature, just don't think of it that way. They just go like, this is so cute. We're getting our dog. And they don't think about. They don't look over at the adorable mother who has these eyes of like, that's my kid. But like, that's you projecting onto a dog as well. Uh, projecting what? The her truth? beautiful eyes looking at her. It was her. really cute. Like, I mean, she had just been breastfeeding it, right? Yeah, but I don't, this is something we actually we need to look up because I've been convincing myself. I'm like, well, dogs like naturally would have left their mothers at a certain age to go and be lone wolves. So um, it doesn't matter. Like they would have left their mom anyway. That's what I like kind of rationalize in my own brain. I don't know if that's true at all. I don't know if wolves do that. I don't know if any animal does that. When a wolf leaves its natal pack, it becomes a lone wolf. Biologists refer to this process as dispersal. In most cases, dispersal happens one to two years of age when a wolf becomes sexually mature. This may occur due to aggression from a pack's dominant wolves. When food resources are low, weaker wolves won't be able to compete with alpha wolves for nutrition, so they might leave the pack and go it on their own. But to be clear, this is a rare behavior. Only 15% of wolves become lone wolves. Because in general, they are really social animals and they like to be in packs. So what can I say? Wolf Ernie might have left his mom and fam behind, but more likely he would have wanted to chill with them. But Ernie isn't a wolf. He is a puppy. And unlike wolves, dogs have a special relationship with humans, which we will get into a bit later. I love how you even think and are like comparing this golden retriever puppy to a wolf. Like if it's like this, 
thing is like, so, so dead. pathetic. So pathetic. So dead. So, so, so dead. dead but you know dead. what I mean? Like, a lot of animals grow and breastfeed, like mammals, and then they move on okay, and they leave their parents. You can't deny that you're stealing. Okay, so. I, yes, I was nervous because I'm like, I don't know, a realistic person with a brain and knew what I was doing, which was going to choose which dog I was going to raise as my own, even though, in fact, I did not ejaculate <laughs> into another dog and create a baby. Okay, enough with the sex drugs. Okay, yeah. Anyways, my point is that I we were nervous. I was more nervous with that. I thought... I was going to be more sad, like maybe like I was going to break down and like cry like a Disney movie, like Fly Away Home or something. Like it's sad what you're doing. It's not it's, that sad. It is, but I did get sad, but it was only after when we were driving home. I was like silent and I felt because he was like whining. No, you for got his sad mom. That. So we got there. This the property we went to. It's like it was a breeder, and so there were lots of dogs. Um, th- there's another story in here is that we did adopt a dog in the past, but it did not work out. And so one day we'll tell that story. It's kind of personal, but we well, decided we to go. Well, just briefly. Okay, I'll mention this because some people get upset when they're like, "Oh, you went to a breeder." To be honest, what happened was with our adopted dog, it got really physical and violent and attacked us. And I sort of had like some PTSD from those experiences. And for me, I really was like, I want to go with a puppy. And my family grew up with a golden retriever. Well, and you also, I think, wanted to go with the. You did like the. We wanted to adopt a dog and we did the best research that we could. I think I also want to. I do want to say this story. Okay. So. We decided to adopt a dog from, I don't even think it's worth saying the organization. No, I don't want to like shame. like Because it's not, okay, the reason I don't actually like telling this story is that it works out well for most so many of the people. Time. Yeah. And it sucks That's that we are people who like have a platform and it didn't. So yeah. I don't want to, yeah, I think neither of us want to make it sound like adopting is not the best and it the is most the best, amazing It is option. the best and most amazing yeah. option in my opinion. So we got a dog that like flew here from Greece. I guess it was a street dog. It was a big dog. It was named Happy and the thing and it was like, this is literally And to clarify, the, the organization just had a connection to Greece. So they were, a lot of dogs are stray dogs there and yeah. they bring them and over and try and so find so many other dogs that literally came on the plane at the exact mm-hmm. same time that didn't have families Workout. and stuff. And yeah. there's, and okay, I'm going to jump ahead. So we went also in the time when a lot of these like pretty very violent attacks were happening we went to like the organization's um like picnic and there were so many dogs including the ones that we saw get off the plane at the same time who you know talking to the parents they were like the you know it vomits in the car but other than that it's a little scared of dogs hearing all the other stories from the other people talking about their dogs really made me realize we were just so unlucky and this Mm -hmm. dog was uh, extremely in my I loved this dog I'd never had a dog before and the bonding experience that I was able to have with it th- it makes me so sad to this day because it was it mentally like it was a great dog but then it would turn it would get red eyes and it would like physically make us like literally attack us so yeah, often. like I have a scars on my arm from it and um, they do think now and it that was a big he was a really big dog like 75 or 80 pounds yeah and I so, think they also realize now that it's like he needs to live on a farm and it's just yeah wasn't what the right happened situation. was with the agency we had all decided okay let's bring him to like a facility that's like a rehab um, and have him work with someone and see what happens and it's been, uh, I think, a year now, and he's actually still there. So there was a time when we thought, you know, maybe maybe if he recovers, that might be an option. But also, there was a lot of, like, fear about, like, I having don't think the they, same They don't same think dog. he can live in a house. Yeah, I think he just is not used to living confined and controlled by 
people. Anyway, so that's the back But that's history. why I hate telling the story because that that it happens, but rarely. Really rarely. And we were able to thankfully get the help we needed. It was I mean it it was awful and violent. Yeah, and we scary, never were but we were never so badly injured that it was really bad, but it was kind of heading there. Yeah. Like like the last time it attacked me before, it was kind of the last straw was there was like blood and I have a scar from it and like it was really really scary for me. So, all that to tie into our new dog a year later uh, through this past year, I've really felt afraid of dogs like i have loved yeah, dogs unconditionally so my yeah. whole life and probably for like in a stupid way if i see a dog on the street i want to go pet it i always ask the owners but over the last year i just had this vision of dogs like being really violent creatures and attacking me and so i knew it made me so sad though like i knew i knew i loved dogs and i was trying to convince myself and so I had said to Greg, like, if I really do want to get a dog, but I think it needs to be a puppy and it would be nice if it was a breed that I am familiar with to just like regain trust. And honestly, since we've had him, my whole perspective on dogs has changed. Like I don't have that. My instinct as the default dog now is Ernie, our dog. Yeah. And so that helps me look at him like other dogs through the lens of him as like a friendly, loving dog who would only ever bite if he was like, who knows, like terrified and or if you accidentally squished him or something you know what i mean like he would never hurt someone and i know there are dogs that are more violent out there but it make it reminded me that their instinct isn't usually naturally to attack especially a human and especially their owner and i feel like also now too it's like you've gone through this that like i think i i actually think after getting this puppy i know it's like uh, they only have 15 years to live or whatever i'm not gonna think about i love the sarah silverman <laughs> joke about killing your dog just to get it over with but, <laughs> but it's like that. when i do get a dog again i do want to adopt again now that you're yeah, feeling no, better once it's like, it's, yeah it's, i think i would do that for sure and it was just like a getting back into the swing <laughs> and to get back into the story the reason why i want to adopt is i don't want to have to go through taking a dog from its mom again that makes <laughs> so sad yeah like greg as we went there i didn't realize Greg was so sad about it and I did something right before like we got to meet the dog we played with them and his siblings and gave the siblings like some like a uh, blanket to play with so he would have the scent of them but before we left I was like oh Ernie do you want to like go say goodbye to your siblings and stuff and Greg was like no no we have to go man no let's get out of here and I was like oh my god like it's fine I wouldn't he, have he been able to know. handle it because I was so sad that if I had to go be like Ernie say bye to your mom say bye to your siblings I'm like the dog doesn't know I just need to take this and run because I'm going to be so right. sad. Also, remember when we were going there to pick up because you wanted a male dog, which I didn't know why, but I. Oh, I just still... I just have always had female dogs, so I thought it'd be cool to have a male dog. Okay, so he wanted a male dog, and there was like two males, two females, and when she went to go get the dog for us to play to like choose one, <laughs> oh, she yeah. grabbed it, and we were like, "Oh, we love this dog so much!" And then like after five minutes of like that initial bonding, she was like, "Oh, that's a Oops. girl. What's <laughs> wrong one? It's this one." And we were like, "We love this so one much too." too. <laughs> I know that first feeling of like, "This is the one," and I think she like, felt really bad because I think a lot of she was like, "That's never happened before." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "I don't really care," but I think I could see other like right people being maybe like being you like, maybe uh, attached to yeah, this like, dog that's not mine but no it was fine it was literally like minutes like less than a few i minutes gave ernie a pink collar because like, well gender's a construct but everyone just now thinks that he's a girl and he's gay so like i don't know nothing burns my bacon more than when people say being gay is not natural wake up people nature can be hella queer and here are just a few examples of such Female Japanese macaws are known to mount other females and then stimulate her genitals. This is done for sexual pleasure, and the females will often be interested in mounting males too. These are sexually fluid macaws. Closely related to humans are bonobos. They are a species of great ape. 
Males will engage in genital-to-genital touching to reduce tension. These behaviors are done to cement social bonds. Some populations of Lesian albatross, which nest in Hawaii, have been shown to have two unrelated females rearing a chick. That is just a small sampling of gay animals. But according to a 1999 study, same-sex behavior has been documented in over 450 species of animals worldwide. I just, I, I don't know why I wanted a girl dog. There's something so cute to me about a little girl dog. Well, but. maybe one day we'll get Ernie a new best friend who's a girl. And I'm not allowed to have opinions on like what we choose because I don't put in, like I barely put in any That's work. true. Like yeah. I truly did all the work. Even when we adopted the dog, I spent months looking into the agencies and talking to them and doing interviews and stuff. Well, this And even when we debate. got the breeder, I spent literally months figuring out Many how to. Many a fight happened about that. Yeah, because I was like, girl, help me. I'm so confused. It's so confusing to figure all that stuff out. Yeah. And the thing is, for me, I think I can say with full confidence that if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have a pet because I never grew up with a dog and I didn't. You are the one who were like opening that to me. And I think a lot of people can probably relate. If you didn't grow up with pets, the jump to getting a pet is a little bit bigger than people who grew up with a pet. So you didn't grow up with any pets at all. Okay. So I guess my story time is about my one pet, uh, Uh, my hamster named Lily. (laughs) I love how you're thinking that doesn't count just because it's a rodent. Wow. I didn't you love say all that. Animals. I just know this story and that's why I'm pre-laughing. What story? I have many stories about Lily. Lily was a beautiful little okay, hamster. Okay. Let's me hear your, joy. let's hear the damn story, girl. Wait, which Spit story? Spit it out. Which Lily. story? Okay. You tell me. Tell me all the well, Lily which stories. which is the famous she story? She has so much flavor to add to this world. <gasps> let's hear all your You're little- being so mean to Lily. I'm not. You're just acting like you've ever talked about Lily so often. You have one story about <laughs> Lily and I know what it is. Okay. That's not Spit true. It out <laughs> you're probably thinking of the death story which everyone has a death story about their pet but i have many joyous stories like i used to put my legs together with my friends and she would run up my shorts <laughs> that's a great story so you should tell that story at parties it's such a good story i used story. to put her in one of those little hamster balls and then she'd shit in it and then when she'd run it'd be like and you'd hear the shit disgusting. and it was kind of like a maraca that was cute <laughs> Once she took that ball and went right down the stairs, and then we opened it, and she was fine because the rodents are resilient. They're built. You're heading towards the death story, aren't you, after you threw her down the stairs? I didn't throw her down the stairs, but I was like, <laughs> Now oh I know she ran away. <laughs> oh, yeah. So she did. <laughs> she, she was did like, disappear. I can't live this life anymore. <laughs> we did lose Lily for four days into our walls, but it's like, I'm sure that was fun. Like, Mice live in walls, and she looked a little like a mouse. Was she? I was like, was she a mouse? What's it the difference so between a hamster and a mouse? I guess I just know they're different animals, but like, yeah, different. They seem basically the same. No, they're both rodents, but they're different species. Okay, how come one? I guess people they're keep mice. Very pets. different in size. Hamsters are quite substantial, and they have really interesting personalities. They're great oh. pets. <laughs> okay. Okay, so no one else seriousness though, like. This is why also our families are different. Like your, I mean, like your mom, like you know, she's already got so many things for Ernie and all mm-hmm. this stuff, and like literally our hamster Lily disappeared, and we like lost her. And I remember just being like, "Lily's gone." <laughs> like, like, <laughs> oh my Lily, God. like my I family would have had like signs like, in the neighborhood. The, like, ripped the walls we, yeah, the apart. Wa- our house would have been torn down. Every neighbor would have like a pamphlet that was like, "Have you seen Lily?" <laughs> <laughs> and then literally four. Days later, my so we have like a great family friend, also the Canada ASAP Science 
person we love dearly, Nona. She's my mom's like really good friend from university. She was looking after us and we were like, oh yeah, we had a hamster, but it's gone now. And then we looked over. This is four days later. We're watching TV and Nona's like, look. And then Lily comes out of the wall like oh scraggly, like she had God. just like returned from like World War II. <laughs> and we were like, Lily. It was like missing hair and was like limping. Oh. And I was like, oh, we found you. We love you, Lily. We weren't, we were looking for we you. We didn't get over low. you. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't fully forgotten about you and got rid of all of your hamster cage and we toys. Her, and <laughs> no, the hamster cage was still there. We put her right back in. She was right back on that wheel. Oh, she she recovered fast. But then she did die of diarrhea. Of diarrhea? How do you know that's what didn't something else give her diarrhea and that uh, kills her? She had diarrhea and, and then died? we were like, that's the end. And it's so funny because that's... Wait, like, how... Did she die or did you put her to sleep? Yeah, so she died of diarrhea and literally, like, we never went to the vet. It's a hamster, but my mom was like, <laughs> I guess, like, feeling... I don't know. So we went to a vet to put her down and we paid, like, $300 or something and they wouldn't let us watch it. And, like, to this day, my mom's like, they definitely probably just threw it in the like, toilet. smacked it on the wall, probably. Yeah, so... Oh, no! Lily. But truly, that probably happens for little things like that. Like, they're like, we're not going to waste any of this, like, I chemical know. on this, like, Euthanizing. literal rodent that has diarrhea that, like... It's already dying. Oh, that's really sad. I don't like thinking about that. But anyways, um, that was my only pet and a couple fish, but they were belly up within weeks. I was not good at raising fish. <sighs> what about I, you? You had so many pets. I what are did. your story times? Well, the only story that came to my mind that was like, it's not to do with my own personal pet, but I think I've mentioned it once on the podcast. Like, what? I used to like work at a stable. I don't even like- You wanted to be a vet. I did want to be a vet, and Hence I didn't know animals. if I wanted to be a small or a large animal, but so- to be a vet, I'm like a small vet or a large I vet. You can't a large that. animal. I'm a large lady. Um, no, I decided that to be a vet, you need a lot of experience. And I didn't grow up on a farm, and so many people who go to the vet school have that experience already from birth. So I was like, I need to like go volunteer at a stable, whatever. So I would literally wait in what? university. Most vets. So are from many farms? well because we went to university where so many like uh, not small town people but people who are interested in working especially on farm animals come from farms so they already have so much firsthand experience Guelph University yeah University of Guelph I remember like literally in first year at biology classes everyone would open up their computers and like majority of the screen backgrounds would be like their horse exactly <laughs> mine was those like, were the people I was Lady competing Gaga with or whatever. And, and I was like, like I've literally never met a horse yeah I was so. like you have a horse cool <laughs> yeah and it, they would always have like braided hair you'd be like that's the horse girl for yeah. sure the horse boy the but horse they were girl. like all horse people they were and Guelph is that school so anyway that's why I was like I need to get these hours in to prove that I have experience around animals Every Saturday morning, I would wake up at 4.30 or 5. Oh, my God. To get up, to go volunteer at this stable. It was just like a family-owned stable. So there wasn't like a big operation. I would just go and be there before the sun rose. I would drive like an hour. It's, it's so stupid. And I, you were like And 18. I wouldn't be able to go out on Friday nights because I'd be like, I have to go to this stable in the morning. And I like have always had hangovers, so I couldn't do it. I would go. I would clean up the stables, say hi to the horses clean up their poo, clean up whatever. And sometimes I was asked to clean their smegma. What? What's their smegma? <laughs> their is their it, smegma their, their vagina. is their no, a boy's dick. You take oh. the horse dick. Because oh. it's uncircumcised, obviously. What? Why? Why did they not circumcise that horse? Because they're, you know, of a certain religion where they don't do that. Um, they have... I guess like a moldy, no, I shouldn't call it moldy. It's what? like, it is like a substance. I think that. Like a discharge? That it discharge that's inside the fold. I think fold. that might happen to humans too. Me too. To clean their, but humans clean their own penises. We're right? both circumcised in case you weren't. We don't know. Um, But yeah, so then I literally would have to stick my finger in and rub it in the Bare foreskin. Bare finger? Mm, 
This I is what you were doing on Saturday morning. I honestly university. don't remember if it was Barefinger, but I don't remember what? wearing it gloves. Could... And that's uh, how you would clean it out for them. Isn't that messed up? That's what I did Saturday Where morning put for it? a year. Did you sell it like blue cheese? No. Oh, Greg. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. Ugh. I'm going to stop you right there. Greg Brown, Mitch Moffat. I cannot. I am disgusted. Okay, so as a break for our listeners, I'm going to talk about the science of disgust, which is a core emotion. Unlike some emotions like joy or sadness, disgust is expressed in universally the same way. Your nose crinkles and your upper lip raises, often sticking out your tongue. This is thought to be an evolutionary mechanism to protect ourselves and communicate potentially gross dangers to one another. For example, if you see someone eating a sandwich and... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. They make that face. It lets you know right away you need to stay away from that sandwich. And feeling disgusted protects you as well. See someone vomiting? That's pretty disgusting, right? You back away. You see a rat? Ew. Really gross. Step away from the rat, you're protecting yourself from potential disease. So whether it's something creepy crawly or some bad food, or if someone coughs on you. But if you're coughing or your sister is coughing, it's not nearly as gross as if a stranger is coughing right beside you. This makes sense because your body is protecting you from potential unknown dangers. Stranger danger. It's also why we can take care of our own bodies and keep them clean and hygienic and not get too disgusted by it. A long, long time ago, I read this amazing study that women, when they're cleaning up after their babies, they literally, in a blind study test, think that their kids' shit doesn't smell as bad. So by not being as disgusted by ourselves and the ones we love, we can take care of ourselves more effectively. Something also cool about women is we have more sensitivity to disgust than men on average. This makes sense when you're considering the success rate of passing down our genes. Women who are pregnant have to be more vigilant at protecting themselves from disease because they need to protect themselves and the baby they are carrying. So maybe this is why I'm way more disgusted by what they're talking about than Greg and Mitch are because I'm protecting myself and my possible hypothetical one day maybe I don't know babies. I don't know. Being a parent is really hard. Shout out to all the parents out there. 
Okay, back to Greg and Mitch. They talk about this for a little bit longer, but I promise you it will be over soon. I am so sorry, but please stay with us. Artisan, artisan butter, artisan cheese. Imagine I brought it back Smart to the university mom. and the University of Honestly, Guelph would eat that shit up. Yeah, the way that like, <laughs> like food trends are going, they're going to be like, there's just a little umami flavor in you taste That's horse magma. <laughs> anyway, that's my experience with animals in university because I just thought I wanted to be a vet. And then I went and worked for the vet for a little while. And I was like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I, I like just you like, just want I a just pet. like animals. Yeah. yeah. It's like you just need Full circle, a pet. Got Ernie. Now I'm like, yeah, thank God I'm not a vet. There's way too did, much work. You did. You did. You kind of went through the vet doctor. Your mom wanted you to be a vet or a doctor. Like I remember there was a time when you. Were like I always MCAT. wanted to be a vet. Yeah, I was preparing for the MCAT because you have to do the MCAT to be a vet. Oh, to be a vet. To get into vet school, you can go. You don't even need an undergrad if you do the MCAT and do well. You can get right in. But well, not we will get do. into debate because that is something that is crazy to me. Like to to go through that much school. Yeah, it's like to more school than a like, doctor. Not literally, like but, be like, hey, little golden retriever. Well, I think just of feel it. Like, you need to know more. No way. Humans need to know about one species. Vets need to know about so many. Anyway. But I'm just like, I would, yeah, once, oh my lord. Uh, anyways, we need to debate this. Because I'm yeah, like, I'm, I don't want to shade vets, but it's also because we're in Canada where there's private, uh, public health care. For humans. Like, for humans, <laughs> sorry. Obviously, I'd want to be a doctor so I can help people instead of being like, oh, that's $5,000 okay, okay, okay. Save it, save it. We're going to debate. We have, we're going to debate this. We're going to debate whether or not Ernie, pets are even worth it. We're going to debate. Yeah, you better love Ernie because if you don't, that's the end. And you're so... How many times in podcast do we say, like, this is the end of our relationship? <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, okay, speaking okay. of the end of our relationship, bring it, because I'm going to... Oh, man, I'm going to debate. Let's end this. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys in a bit. Hello. If you are listening to this with your ears, um, we love you. Okay. Thank you so much. And uh, we just want to tell you a bit of a conversation that we'd love for you to have with your friends over the next coming week, okay? So your friend comes up to you and this is what they say. They say, hi, wow, you are looking amazing (laughs) recently. And I don't know, I just wanted to say to you that I have a new routine and I have a lot of free time and I would love to know some podcasts to listen to because I know that you're so smart. And as your friend, I would love to pick your brain. Tell me a podcast. And then you say, Oh my gosh, funny you ask. There's this amazing podcast. Uh, it's called Side Note. It stars Greg and Mitch of ASAP Science. And they talk about a topic while them and their producer Rachel splice in science throughout so that you're entertained while simultaneously learning. <laughs> and they think, wow, that's a really good idea. They download it right then. And then you say, you know what? Subscribe. Also, uh, give it five stars. Uh, also, leave a comment because it helps the algorithm. Okay. And then you guys shake hands. <laughs> you hug. It's 2018. Like, come on. <laughs> We're all friends here. You hug. And then you say, bye. Go listen to it right now. Okay. Thank you. Hope you wrote that down. Bye. Debate. Greg always wins. What? <laughs> okay. What are we debating? Like, what do you mean? What are we debating? Well, there's many aspects here. Like, do you like oh? pets? <laughs> Yoshi over there. I just got so scared. <laughs> um, oh if you say God. no, it ends now. Both the podcast and our relationship. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing. That you're pausing and that you're not even oh answering immediately. What is wrong with you? Okay, because I'm trying to, you you're, know, I'm what? I'm getting I'm shaking in my boots. Yeah. Okay. I definitely am a human being on this planet who does not need a pet prior to getting one. 
I was a little bit, I was way more like, what's the point? I do see a lot of love. I think it's helping me with like my vulnerability and like I love having a dog and the bond that I feel with this dog is amazing. But to me, it's kind of like, you know, like buying a Porsche. It's kind of like if Ernie could speak English, (laughs) he would be so sad right now. Like he is. Okay, this is a debate. Not you just. No, Ernie literally sits at home all day. I mean, he gets his box. He does his thing. But like when we have to leave him there, all he thinks about is can't wait for my dads to come home. Okay, I do not think that is true. I can't wait for my dads to come home That's and like, feed me and walk me and play with me. He has nothing else. Okay, so I think that... Okay, here we go. I think that that is not true, and I think that this is an <laughs> issue that I have with people and, and their pets. You're personifying this animal so much. It's not thinking okay, that. This, this is how it I know. It needs food, it okay, needs water, and attention. You. We're going to go there. You do not know. We've had Ernie for just about a month. You do not know the depth of which you're going to know and love this animal and realize that, yes, we're going to add some, like we're going to personify him in our own way, but he will truly have his own unique personality. That okay, you that will, is, and he's yeah. a puppy, so it's still evolving, but there's going to be a point where you're like, can dis, if, you, if there were 10 golden retrievers in a room, you would be like, Ernie's this way compared to that one, which is like, he's quirky in this way and he loves doing this. Like, and he Aww. looks at me like this, like, yeah, I think, I, I'm not trying to like belittle your experience with dogs at all, but like having grown up the lives of two full dogs and seeing like them go through their life with you as well. Like they live through everything with you and they, he doesn't fully love us yet. I mean, he loves us, <laughs> but I mean, he's only been with us for a month, you know, like there's okay, going to be a so point where he's is... been with us for 10 years and he's going to be like, you guys are literally my best friend. And we're going to be like, you're literally my best friend. And you did. I think it is true. Cause you, I, I, I do feel like I had, a really strong connection with Feta. And I remember you saying recently that coming to the, getting to the bottom of it a little bit when that Feta was like two years old. Yeah. And he was a, he was, he was a fully like, like a, formed and I really, it's true. Where he could look at you in a, in a way that was different because yes. he would like understand. Yeah. And I was like, I more. did understand. I'm like, okay. Feta. And that's why it was so sad for me because he, I, I honestly was like, I don't know about dog mental illness, but like he had, it. He, could, mm. he his eyes would turn red and he would turn, become mm. someone else. And then he would switch back. Whereas, like with Ernie, you're right. Like, because it's almost like a it's almost you, like a baby. A baby. It's yeah. hard to connect to a baby yeah, who can't yeah, speak, yeah. who can't even really do so then, anything, who all does is eat and poop and sleep. Like that's all they do. So I guess I guess I just mean that I think dogs are and pets are a vi- like. I'm still going with my thing about them just being like uh, a privilege. Yeah. Well, of course. But but actually, lots of people have dogs for therapy. Lots of people I have dogs. Like even people who are homeless often have dogs because it's so companionship. So what makes you feel like you need? Like what is it? What is I'm the main? I'm not saying reason? it's like a basic human necessity. It's yeah. not like water. Okay. Like yes, having a dog is a luxury, but it is also like to me but having you, a, having a what partner. About a do- is a luxury. What about a pet? Like you you were I, making yeah. fun of like hamsters. Like do no, you, do I you was, think of dogs as like the best, the number one pet? Um, I don't have a lot of experience with other pets, so... You have a cat. Yeah, I have a cat who is But fine. you didn't grow up with that cat. It came in... Yeah, we. he wasn't that old when he came to our family, maybe like a year or two, so I grew up with him, but I was older. No, and I mean, I was how old like, were you? Um, In high school. Oh, okay. Like, maybe early high school. So I spent most of my, like, high school and even university, I lived near my parents, so... Um, so you had puppies though growing up. You had a puppy. Had, yeah, had puppy when I was seven, and then had another one when I was also in high school. Um, what but was the question? Oh, other like animals. Do- yeah. yeah, like are no, you're, you're not like great, you're a dog I, person. I'm a dog person for sure. Like even having spent time, I worked at a vet. 
I went and worked at that stable with horses. Like there was always something about dogs that like they definitely love humans. Like they've been bred to love humans. Other animals, like even cats are so much more independent. They can be great. And I know all cats are different and some are like act like dogs. And it's just so funny whenever a cat's like awesome, everyone's like, that cat acts like a dog. And then you're like, oh, I love this cat because it like plays fetch and it like wants me to pet it. But some cats are like, they don't even want you to really touch them unless like they want it. Whereas a dog is like selfless. A dog, like, is will. Don't give me those eyes. A dog, okay, it's not selfless. It's obviously motivated by food and by whatever. <laughs> but dogs have so much love to give. Honestly, there's going to be a point when Ernie's mature enough and he's just going to, like, all he's going to want after he has his necessity of sleep and food and poop is he's just going to want to be near you. The relationship between humans and dogs is so, so tender. I've talked about before how when a dog looks at you in the eyes and you look at your dog in the eyes, it releases the cuddle hormone oxytocin. But this bond has a long, long history. Thousands of years. In fact, studies show that dogs split from gray wolves about 32,000 years ago. And since then, domestic dogs' brains and digestive organs have evolved in a way that is actually really similar to our brains and organs. We have this notion that we domesticated dogs, but maybe they domesticated us. The short version of evolution in general is usually survival of the fittest, the biggest, the baddest, the strongest. But in the case of dogs, it might be survival of the friendliest. It was likely that wolves who scavenged around garbage sites of early human settlements that were bold and aggressive would be killed by humans. But the ones that were bold and friendly might have been tolerated. So that friendliness caused strange things to happen to these wolves. They started to look different. They started to look cute. Domestication gave them splotchy coats, floppy ears, and wagging tails. It also changed their psychology. Proto-dogs evolved the ability to read human gestures. Some dogs are so attuned with their owners that they can read a gesture as subtle as a change in eye direction. Dogs have also served as a warning and protection, barking at hostile strangers or protecting humans from predators. So obviously this relationship is a lot more interesting and complex than us just adopting a wolf puppy. There were clear advantages in dog ownership, which strongly affected our relationship with them and their relationship with us. So dogs might actually be a catalyst for changes in our civilization. Just one more reason why dogs are our best friends. And I guess I do feel like... Granted, that's been fully bred into him, so it's not like it's his choice. Yeah, that's true. It's like been evolved by humans to do this. But I do feel like the best, the best, the way that I see a pet right now being so busy is, and it is stressful. It's certainly stressful. It's certainly expensive. It's certainly a luxury. It's really expensive. And it's like, is that like, it's like, is it worth it for just when you come home? And it's like, so excited to see you. It does bring so much joy. It does. Well, think think about it. That's like the one reason people do it. There's literally people who have dogs just for the therapy aspect of it. Yeah. Because they are mental therapy. I mean, dogs obviously are also amazing and can help people who are um, seeing impaired. They can help um, recover body- bodies after like a building has collapsed. Like they can smell people in avalanches. Like they truly are person's best And friend. I think that people do 
like people around dogs is really cute. It brings out like a vulnerability in even people. walking with Ernie. Like it is so nice, and I hope I know it won't continue as much when he's older because he's so cute. Like people love puppies, but getting to walk down the street and see people even from like fifty meters away, their faces get so like big smile, or like they scream and they're like, "Oh my god, can I please pet your puppy?" Like it's so nice. Like people don't talk to each other like that. That but happens I talk to me to- all the time without a puppy. <laughs> That doesn't happen either. I was like, oh my god, that guy looks... I'm like, oh, yeah, my name's Greg. My name's Greg. Yeah, nice to meet you. I know I have a friendly face. Okay, so for the rest of us who aren't a narcissist, um, a whoa, puppy helps. Uh, puppy helps. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Different episode. <laughs> True, okay. Another episode. But yeah, no, it's just nice. Like, the dog connects me with other people although sometimes i'm like oh my god i'm gonna go walk in the back alley because i do not want to see anyone right now (laughs) yeah you're also like yeah it's interesting i think it's a good thing for you in that case it gets you out there the good thing for you is it gets you out of the house i think what are you trying to say i don't get out of the house oh come (laughs) on don't even pretend what's wrong with that no, th- I'm saying it helps you get out of the house. Why are you even like pretending that's not a thing? Okay, yeah, no, I actually like dread it. I'm like, Ugh, I God, love I going on walks. Whenever I'm like, <laughs> like going on a walk, like in our relationship, it's like I like Mitch will be like, okay, I'll do it for you, <laughs> and I'm always like, wait, a walk? Like it's supposed to be joyous. Like why is this so hard for you? I'll be like, it'd be so fun if we like played video games together. No, you like- don't even. You don't even offer video games. You're just like, oh, can't we just do nothing? <laughs> Well, nothing means like sit here and chat or I'm enjoying our conversation and just chilling. Our our bodies are different, okay? We've talked about how my back is literally broken. I have a different body, okay? But I do love the dog aspect of walks. I love going for walks. Oh, and we went like this dog has helped me do things that I wouldn't normally do. Like we were just at a cottage. This is not a debate anymore. I'm telling a story again. But like I hate cold water. But if he swam in it, I swam in it. Like I would run after him. Or Mitch in a lake. Mitch I'm scared of was lakes. so scared. of He was because you did it. Was so scared of lakes. Even the one morning where you didn't get in with him, you were in such a bad mood after. Remember, you were kind of like, yeah, I, was I, was like I was like, I was like, no, because it's really helpful to jump in this nice lake. It'll wake you up. We don't have showers here. We're in the middle of the woods. And then literally every morning that you ran in with him and were motivated by him, you felt good. Anyway, but isn't that such a beautiful thing that <laughs> no, that dog is. gave there, us? Exactly. I'm there. I'm not saying that it's it's it, uh, pets are so beneficial to so many people. And if you know that you want a pet, I think it's a great idea. I think I'm speaking for the people who are unsure, maybe. And it's like yeah. important to make a make sure that you know if that's it's what we're a talking very, about. Yeah. Like okay. Yeah. Let's Back go there. To the like, debate. I, I think, think it's not. Uh, it, I think uh, it can't be impulsive. It's a lot more work than you realize and i think even you sometimes need to take ownership of the fact that when you're stressed and sad right now a little bit's coming from the fact that your time is being really taken for sure puppy i would totally say to people i mean we have a fairly busy life so it adds that extra level of like complicatedness i think to like fit making sure he fits in in that like i just had to sacrifice i get less we are so flexible i don't i disagree i think we're lucky well, and I've taken some time off to be able to like grow with him and watch him. But I think that everyone should know, even as me as somebody who loves dogs, loves being around them, like getting a dog. And I knew this the first time we adopted a dog thinking like it's exhausting, especially at first when you're trying to get that groove. I think from my friends who have dogs, you hear like after a year, you really get into that motion of like every day is easy, easier at least. And like they just get you and you guys, you have your schedule and you know what life is. But at the beginning, it is like I because he sleeps less at first they have to pee through the night and even when he's like he's done doing that now but he still wakes up like an hour before i would like to wake up and then once you're up you're up and you can't go back to sleep and it's just like 
a lot of energy and you're like, I just want to rest right now, but he needs to go on a walk. He wants to play. He wants to chew up all of our furniture. Like, and he's a really good dog. And, he, and he's like, a really good dog. Going like, to puppy school, I'm like, it's like, he's definitely it's a big chill dog. What would happen if I he wasn't? I would say to having a puppy, and I know people have done this for sure, but for me, like I couldn't do it on my own. I don't think, I mean, maybe I could, but in my current life circumstance, I think having to do this all on my own would be so much harder. There's so many effing dogs too. That's the thing. Like that's like now that I have a dog, I'm always aware people, of who has a dog. I'm like they're everywhere. They are, and, <laughs> and a lot of people do neglect their dogs, not on purpose, but people have nine to five jobs. Like yeah. and dogs. My friend was saying like if he goes, he knows what times not to go to the dog park because there's certain times when like there's dog walkers that come with lots of dogs who are like amped up because they've been locked inside all day, and then those dogs just go crazy. But then what do you say to people who want dogs? Who I know. Oh, it's hard. It, it, and that's why I think we were lucky in a sense that we have a busy life, but we have a flexible life. So and then that's why my debate topic is, yeah, nope, don't. Nope, pets are bad. Really? <laughs> oh God, this disgusting. is really hard. Like, I, I, yeah, I'm not saying that they're bad, but I love the joy that Ernie brings me. But I think if you're ready to sacrifice, it, bring, it brings a lot of joy. Like, it's that tit for tat. You like give something up to get something. Don't. It's not just bringing something into like your life. Like a kit for cat or dick for dog. What the hell is wrong with you? Wait, I, I didn't mean to say that. What did dick. you even say? I don't even know. Kit for cat, dit for <laughs> pamster for hamster. I thought I was saying something like so. <laughs> Tit for tat. <laughs> well, like you can't get something for free. You don't just get a thing that loves you. You have to sacrifice something to get it. It is and that, certainly not free. That's for sure. It also isn't free. But and, and vet bills cost a lot, just so you know. Like you quickly realize <laughs> it's a lot more expensive than you thought. So... That's why you should have been a vet. (laughs) But I do feel, yeah, that the friends that I have who have dogs, there's a bonding thing I have with them now. People, even now, they're like, Greg, you have a dog. They look at me with these eyes. They're like, "Mm, you get it. And I like that I have like a glimpse into this like club of joy and club of I think any life experience like that. Like sometimes people say when you learn another language, it gives you a different perspective on life. And I think a dog or a pet, dog in my case, can offer that. Doesn't mean it's necessary to appreciate and love life, but I think what our dog's going to do is going to show us like some different aspects of the world that we No, it's true. And oh my God, he's just so cute. He's so cute. Let's like, go play with literally him. Literally, right like, yeah, when I look at him, I'm just like, oh my God, are you he's serious? He's at work today. He's a working dog. Well, he's just sleeping because he's sick. But um, yeah, let's go play with him. Okay. Well, maybe go, we'll record some like weird doggy sounds of him. That was like a hard debate because I like, wanted to debate, but I also just kept picturing Ernie's it face. Been, like, it would have oh? been different if like, oh, we recorded this before we had Ernie, I think. Yeah, that's true. It was hard for me. Anyway. But I do love Ernie, and I'm thank God he has no English. One day I'm going to teach it to him, and he's going to listen to this, and he's going to. Read the book 15 Dogs. Great book. No, it's dark. It's an amazing book. It's so dark. Okay, go read that. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to follow us, you can follow me at Mitchell Muffet. You can follow Greg at Whale Watchman PLZ. And you can follow an account that Greg fully ignores all the time called at the Golden Ernie. Um, He doesn't like to acknowledge that our dog has an Instagram, but I just didn't want to post a million dog (laughs) photos on my Instagram. I'm not trying to be a dog influencer, okay? Oh my god! Everything I'm like different episode, different I'm like, episode. Um, you by are. the way, Greg will like post photos of our dog and not tag our dog. I didn't. I forgot <laughs> there was a dog, and, and he won't help me post any. I was like, let's just take lots of photos. We have so no, no. okay. Pause. <laughs> this is one last thing debate, and everyone's gonna tweet and tell us if this if I'm the right or Greg's the right. 
Should he not? I was like, the Instagram can act as like a nice little time capsule where we can look back. Just, I know we can take pictures. Why don't we just send them to each other? Because I have like 5,000 photos of Ernie on my phone. So it's nice to like go through them while I have them fresh and be like, this is my favorite one. I'm going to post it and put it somewhere. You're right. There is an aspect that's nice. Nar- Why do you everyone have to see it? Because, okay, for me it's different because I follow like mostly dog accounts. And so <laughs> it brings me a lot of joy to see dogs. And I think like it'll bring a lot of people joy to see him. Like, that's all I think. Like I enjoy looking Whereas at pictures. Whereas I'm like, why are we showing our poor little kid to the world? Because he can't speak English and he doesn't know what's yeah, happening. Yeah, he might be a private <laughs> little boy, boy, and his little his little ball sack and little peepees out for everyone oh to see. Oh my god, I blur those. Don't worry. Okay, let us know if Greg should be helping me manage. We don't. We're can't even manage our ASAP da- science <laughs> account. Why? <laughs> you're right. Okay, that's I'm always right. like, Mitch, I need help posting on ASAP science, and you're like, Well, I got something from the Golden Doodle or what's it? Even oh <laughs> my god, the Golden Ernie. You even love our dog. Okay, I'm gonna go. Oh my no, god, we're back not, at square one. You're not allowed to touch him anymore. He's mine. It's funny because he likes me more. Bye. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll see. All right, again, thank you guys for listening. Um, wherever you check this out, give us a rating. We love that kind of stuff, and <laughs> we love your rating. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone says it helps, but like, I don't know. Whatever. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.